Hi. Hello and welcome to Killing Time with Bryn and Malaika. Uh, hey guys, <laughs> this is our first episode, Killing Time. Episode one, Bryn's got her Audemars Piguet candle burning. Yeah, um, we're just trying to get the watch vibes going, although it's like an oak scent, which is not fitting for the season. <laughs> I haven't opened my candle yet, I think. Is it the one you got at Christmas? Yeah, it's very Christmassy. Mmm, okay. Uh, I mean, jingle bells. <laughs> It's giving sleigh. Um, well, anyhow, welcome to our yeah our first episode. I feel like I'm gonna maybe intro Bryn for everybody, even though she needs no introduction. Oh my god, enough. Uh, Bryn Woolner, <laughs> uh, founder of Dime Piece. Yes. Uh, tell us a bit more about yourself, Bryn. Yeah. Um. Well, like Malika said, I'm the founder of Dime Piece. And if you're listening to this and you don't know that, I love that because I need new followers, kind of plateauing. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it's a platform dedicated to women in watches. And I got into watches when I was working at Sotheby's in 2019. And I just happened to do some content for the watches department. And I had to learn about them real quick. I didn't know anything about watches before. And the only brand I really knew was Rolex. <laughs> so, you know, I was Googling how to pronounce Audemars Piguet on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm pretty new to watches, but it's been a long, crazy, wild journey. And, you know, now I write about watches. I'm a little influencer. got my platform. She's a full, full influencer. Do not let her. <laughs> but not like a real influencer that has like a million followers. No, you're like a micro influencer. <laughs> yeah. But people like brands like micro influencers because they have, yeah, they have real like power. I yeah. Think. yeah. Influence. <laughs> well, micro influencing is like, I don't know, a bit more bit more realistic attainable yeah for sure yeah i do think i um i've i've hit a good niche and you have too yeah so i am a watch and jewelry editor at high snobiety not high snobiety the way i pronounced it well i think i got told off because we did a hodinky video together and I had that transatlantic slip that happens (laughs) and i kept saying like high snobiety but really, it's it's high snobiety in my accent. Um, yeah, watch and jewelry editor at high snobiety. And then I'm also a stylist, uh, which means wardrobe stylist, which means fashion, photo shoots, that kind of thing. You just did John Waters, who I love. Oh, yeah. I styled John Waters. Oh, my God. What a day. Probably one of the best days of my life, to be honest at his house in Baltimore for Interview Magazine. So there's a lot of fashion stuff going on in my life too, but but watches are definitely at the forefront of my mind these days. Um, Much to everyone's confusion, because I feel like whenever I'm with you and there's a friend of yours, they're like, what the hell are you doing? Oh uh, yeah, it happens sort of almost on a daily basis, I want to say. Either I get a DM or I bump into someone or I'm in a meeting and they're like, hey, what's what's up with the watches? Um, oh God, I just heard my little transatlantic twang. Oh, well, um, lean into it, baby. I'm leaning in, I'm leaning in. Yeah, so the watch thing is something that I'm passionate about. Started a few years ago. Uh, I've always worn a watch, actually. I've been wearing 
the watch that's on my wrist right now for probably like eight years. Mm. Um, and I've always been a big jewelry fan. And then I probably during the pandemic, actually, a bit like yourself, Brent, I was reassessing, you know, the life stuff because mm-hmm. we were trapped at home. Mm-hmm. And also, act, we're yeah. getting old, I feel like. We're getting old. Had to reassess. <laughs> no, we're not old. We're young <laughs> and hot and full of energy. Yes. Uh, I, was- <laughs> I was at home. Anyway, uh, actually, <laughs> I was doing that. Deepak Chopra, 21 Days of Abundance Meditation. Do you know about this? <laughs> should love- I do it? <laughs> Honestly, you should do it and we should do it together. So basically, it's it's this, a lot of people did it during lockdown. Okay. A they lot made of- bread, they did Deepak Chopra. Exactly. <laughs> <It's> exactly. <laughs> um, and one of the days is like, look for a sign Mm. like kind of ask the universe what you should be focusing on something like that and I was at my desk and typing away and frantically worrying about stimulus checks and being unemployed and my friend Holly texted me saying can you help me find a teeny I don't think she used the word teeny can you help me find a small yellow gold Rolex and I just thought it's a weird little that's a, that's, that's a sign but it was kind of a bit of a sign because mm-hmm. I'd been thinking about it for a while watches yeah so then I thought hey here we go mm-hmm. let's let's just get it get it started I love that yeah um so, now look at you I mean it's it's been a journey we're both on a journey right we are we're I mean we're steeped in the middle of it and we thought you know why not start a podcast because that's what people do <laughs> pretty much what watch are you wearing right now um well i'm wearing the same watch that i wear every day despite having just made two quite big purchases Mm -hmm. um this is my as Bryn would call it teeny tiny two-tone date just t t t dj follow dime piece (laughs) for more acronyms (laughs) at dime piece (laughs) um yes um yeah, I've worn this watch pretty much every day for the past eight years. It's scratched to beep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and was, wasn't was it a family member? Yeah, it was my mom's. Uh, so it's pretty sentimental, I guess. I think it needs a good service because it's really not keeping the time. Oh, no. Yeah. That's why you're always late. That- <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, the shade. <laughs> it takes one to know one, baby. <laughs> late. Yeah, I'm a late, late, late gal, but. It's also looking a bit dusty. What mm. what what's going in on your wrist, Brittany? Um, well, it's Pride Month, so I'm wearing the Carolina Bucci Audemars Piguet <laughs> with the rainbow dial. Uh, I just bought it at the boutique. <laughs> oh my god! Just kidding. You got punked. Oh um, my god! Oh my god! Love that. Um, I am wearing essentially the same watch you're wearing, the TTTT Day DJ. teeny tiny two-tone date just rolex from the late 80s it's in better condition than yours because this is not an heirloom i got it on rebag i've actually never told the story publicly because i got my first ever luxury watch like a year ago for my birthday it was a cartier tank francaise i bought it new from the store because i was like it's my first watch i'm just gonna buy it at the store 
And then like a month later, I got a Rolex Datejust and everybody was like, okay, <laughs> collection, wow. <laughs> and I got it on Rebag, which is like the real, real, it's luxury consignment because I did a little video for them and they paid me in store credit. That is very 2022, isn't it? Be- it is. Being paid in store <clears throat> credit. But anyway, it got you your... Yeah. Your watch. Also, they messed up on the audio or there was some mishap which I've like since blacked out because it was very stressful the day of which they wound up compensating for an extra store credit so I was able to buy this watch in full with store credit snap yeah (laughs) and it's the one I wanted I was like if I'm gonna get a date just it's gonna be 26 millimeters it's gonna be two-tone it's gonna have the champagne dial so it really worked out we've literally got identical watches yeah we do like they're literally the same everything even the the dial i mean i think it's it's quite sweet i it's not intentional no but but it's quite maybe it's destiny Mm, weren't you talking to the specialist at uh christie's uh rebecca ross doesn't she have this watch too oh god i love her what a queen I don't remember. She's got a, maybe it is this watch. Actually, we were having a good old chin wag. (laughs) (laughs) And that that is appropriate because she is a a UK gal, Mm -hmm. gal dem. Mm -hmm. And I, (laughs) we, we did have a little chat about owning other watches that are like of significantly more value or just like a little bit cooler. I think it's just one of those watches that, well, maybe it's just that it's so comfortable and it you get used to something and then it sort of throws you when you put something else on, even though that sort of goes against my whole ethos as like being a fashion stylist, I guess. Mm, what do you mean? Well, I guess I enjoy like changing things and wearing different things. Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't actually, I keep the same jewelry on every day. Mm-hmm. The rings. Yeah. So it's like, maybe it just becomes part of you yeah and so what do you think well I was just gonna ask more because I know you just got another watch like you have other watches but I never see you wear them no I never oh I did wear my mad <gasps> one the other day Where to what occasion? out in public oh. well I was going to an important meeting where mm. I wanted to look watch schmancy was it a watch meeting it was a watch meeting it was a business meeting okay um, power suit it was like it was the power suit of of my watch collection damn um and honestly i was on the subway wearing it and uh i felt a little bit bit weird wearing it on the subway yeah not like oh someone's gonna steal my mad one right just like wow i look i must look kind of insane it, uh, people were looking at it you were they were you were getting looks i was getting looks especially by like older men which i thought was quite funny do you think people looking at the watch knew what it was i mean i doubt that but potentially i did notice a, a father and son sat across from me and the dad was really really intensely staring at it like it in a curious way for the listeners at home, can you just describe this watch? Like, what is it? What does it look like? So this is how I knew that I'd lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Okay. Um, okay. So just a quick summary. There's a brand called MBNF, which stands for Max Booster and Friends. Um, and it's an independent watch brand. And we, I'm a big MBNF fan girl, mainly because they're kind of like, I don't know, really innovative, very strange sort of, uh, or I don't know how to describe it. They're, they're just not your regular looking watches. And their CEO is a really sort of handsome, actually dashingly attractive man. And he's just got away with words, that one. And um, <laughs> I know you, it, it's, I, I think actually we should do an, an episode on independent watch brands, but they're kind of like at the forefront of the indies, I would say, in terms of recognition, uh, innovation, just like they have the full package. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're quite inaccessible, these watches. Mm. They make about 200 of them a year. They're extremely pricey Mm. and they're very highly sought after so they decided to make a sister brand called mad editions and actually the story is that they made the sister brand but they were only going to give these slightly less expensive watches to existing clients and friends of the brand obviously everyone lost their marbles Mm. i will be dropping in colloquialisms every five minutes the marbles the chin (laughs) wagging um you're gonna learn how to speak like an english person by the end of this series so on me way mate (laughs) (laughs) yeah Bryn loves it when i call her mate yeah it's special yeah it's unlocking levels of friendship so So, people lost their marbles (laughs) so people lost their marbles and they were like you know what we're all about democracy okay let's let's release another uh batch in a different color and make it open to the public but we still need you to put your names down because it's first come first serve but we'll actually throw in a little lottery in there too for the people that didn't make it onto the list so it's democratizing but it's also extremely hard to get hold of still Mm -hmm. um anyway so after all of that rambling this watch in person it's quite big I actually don't even know the size, but it's, I would go as far as to say 44. Yeah. Really? 42? Oh my God. It's big. I mean, it's not only like big circumference, but it's it's so thick. thick. She's thick. With a couple of C's on there. (sighs) Basically, uh, it's not a subtle flex. No. And it's red and there's a spinning rotor on the front of it and it's like really attention grabby (laughs) (laughs) and Bryn probably also thought I'd lost my marbles but but you've been so affected by the watch community that it feels like a normal thing to buy let me just say that the price point for this watch is still three thousand dollars it's not cheap yeah but it's not it's it's not a Patek price. No. no. I mean, because I also feel like being in the watch world, we're just so numb to the pricing too. Like I just read through and it's like, this watch is $50,000. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like your Carolina Bucci that you bought. Yeah, the Carolina Bucci. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool $50,000. Uh, well, the other thing to point out is that MBNF watches cost like 200 grand. Which is insane. Um. And there's, again, when we talk about the indie stuff, I will definitely go through why they cost what they do. But 
three grand is a relatively low price point for a luxury product, right? Totally. Um, and you have to remember that actually them even being able to put out a watch at $3,000 in the way that, you know, they craft and construct things. That's, I don't know how they did that. How did they do it? Because my Cartier tank front says it's all steel and it's quartz and that was 3400 yeah. So you're getting a cheaper for a mechanical watch. Yeah. You're you're getting really good value for money and um we have to give a shout out to Mad Editions for that. We love a mark by mark moment. It's a diffusion line. Yeah. Yeah. It's Polo by Ralph Lauren. Yeah. It's <laughs> But no shade. No shade. Yeah. Because and, <laughs> you know. Because it's you're cute. wearing one now. <laughs> well, not today. Yeah, not yeah. today. I've never seen it actually. You haven't seen it out in the wild. No, not on you. Okay, so and you've seen it. Like, I've seen it on like Zach Blass. Does oh he God. have one? Yeah, Zach. Shout Blass. out Zach Blass. We love. Zach. I've always wanted to use this phrase. Shout out Zach Blass, friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the pod. Um, uh, Suzanne Wong has one. Suzanne Wong. Who else has one? Oh, Ming Lu has one. Oh, Ming Lu. Right. And Ming Lu makes hers look tray tray chic. She's very chic. She's tray chic. I want her. Can she? Is she a friend of the pod? She's an FOTP. Yeah. <laughs> At Dime Beast. Um, Acronyms. <laughs> but yeah, it's a kind of a crazy watch. It's um, a crazy watch. But you like crazy watches. I know. This is the thing is that, okay, here's the other trial and tribulation in my life right now <laughs> is that I. Do you not have a watch account on Instagram? Oh, man, we need to remedy that ASAP. <laughs> I just don't know if I have the energy for it, but I, I think I'm going to have to. Well, I think, aren't your friends sick of getting bombarded with like every last watch content piece? Sometimes I have to post disclaimers, like yeah. <clears throat> watch content for the next 24 hours. Yeah, which you shouldn't have to do. You should just live your life unfettered, especially as you're watched, your watch interest is becoming more and more central to your life i right know now. i know okay so on the to-do list watch instagram account watch instagram account and uh you could call it oh wait this is already taken what? gal piece <laughs> <laughs> wait tell me about gal piece <laughs> i just noticed and this was a while ago i haven't checked up on gal piece but some account sprung into existence called gal piece and it's like women in watch (laughs) which imitation is the greatest form of flattery and um yeah so gal piece is taken oh wow (laughs) i guess gal piece um (laughs) gal piece hey shout out to gal piece if you're listening (laughs) yeah i don't know let's have a little brainstorm and and see what we come up with yeah sound off in the comments what you think uh like yes <laughs> like and subscribe um thumbs up guys. yeah thumbs give it a up. thumbs up let us know what you think malika should name her instagram account. i just feel quite vulnerable about the whole thing yeah to be honest with you starting at zero that's pretty rough yeah but i feel like i was always vulnerable in general about posting on instagram yeah because I have had friends in the past being like, you should try to be an influencer. You're funny. You have cute style. You have an interesting life. Why not just double down and get invited to press trips and start getting paid to just be yourself? And I was like, okay, I'm down. 
But I am so self-conscious when I post on Instagram, yeah. on my personal. Like when I post something on the grid, I'm like, oh my God, I really did that. Yeah. But having dime piece, I will post a thousand times a day and not care at all because it's not about me. It's about watches. Uh, that's interesting. I think I think you're right. It's kind of like that. Uh, what do they call it? Shit posting. Yeah. It's like that. You just kind of like let it rip. And the more you feed the algorithm, the more it feeds you back, unfortunately. The, you just find yourself entrapped, but you get more followers. Like I guarantee you'll... If you start your watch Instagram, you'll get more followers on that account than you will in your personal account, which you've had for probably like a decade now. I'm also very slow on my personal account. But that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, I think it's confusing for people when they come to me because they're like, well, what do you do? Like, You're a fashion girl, but you also like watches. Yeah, we need to tighten up the brand messaging. (laughs) Also, something that... We have both been able to achieve, regardless of our Instagram presence, is getting yeah. invited to press trips. Oh, big old press trips. Which is new for me, but I understand that you've been invited to press trips before because of your fashion stuff. Okay, so as a media baby, God, I never thought of myself as a media baby, but I guess I am. Right, here we are recording a podcast. I know, I know. Um... I had done fashion week stuff and been on trips, but let me tell you that the watch world is like press trips on turbo mode. (laughs) So what happens is you get brands who want to launch a product. What better way to launch a product than to invite press on a fancy schmancy trip and Mm. have them write up (laughs) about the launch mm-hmm. in return for a fancy schmancy trip yeah that's the payment just to be clear <laughs> we're not at the level where we're literally getting paid to be there yeah like you go on these trips but obviously they expect something it's quid pro quo it's quid pro quo and listen that's no there's no shade i'm not not throwing shade on the press trip we like the press trip we love the press trip <laughs> we're just being really transparent yeah um just so you know yeah um so yeah we both have been sucked up into this press trip world yeah what was your first press trip what for watches oh this is actually really ridiculous um i went (laughs) ice driving in (laughs) excuse me what (laughs) i went ice driving in the arctic circle in lapland in finland i can't believe you went (laughs) (laughs) like you would never go there on your own no, no, it's really insane. So it was a Tag Heuer Porsche uh, ice driving <laughs> trip. <laughs> so luxury world. Yeah, it was like, I'll never forget receiving the email too. I was just like, oh, okay. Can't is, say no to that. Yeah, what is ice driving? Oh my God. So it's basically driving on ice. It's like uh, your... They have the tracks and they're just like, it's ice. Is there a lake behind you? No, 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 no. There but are snowbanks on the side. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not like a... Fr- <laughs> no, oh my God, it's very safe. <laughs> I don't know what ice driving is. So I just no, need okay, to know. Actually, you know what? You make a good point though, because before I went, I was so nervous. Yeah. So I was like, what? Okay, A, am I going to be in the car alone? Yeah. Am I going to have an instructor? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was going to be a literal slip and slide. Yeah. 
Turns out they've got quite good tires for these things. Mm, imagine that. Yeah, and you just are learning how to drift on the ice, oh. which is like very different to just straightforward driving. Yeah. So, so you were behind the wheel. I was behind the wheel. With Tay as co-pilot. With Tay Tay. <laughs> Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> we have a lot of those. God, I'm sorry, guys. Uh no, but we love friends of the pod. And Tay Tay was in my car. We took turns driving. <laughs> um, oh. We had a real old good time together. Yeah, that's pretty luxurious. I'm not going to lie. It it still is to this day the most luxurious trip I've been on. That's amazing. Yeah. What about you? What was your first trip? It was also winter themed. <laughs> it was in December. I went to Aspen with everybody's favorite watch band. That is very first world. Yeah. Hublot. Hublot. <laughs> Hublot gets a lot of hate I've seen. Um, people are always talking smack on Hublot, mm. namely Stad Guy. Shout out to friend of the pod, Stad Guy. He is not my friend, but <laughs> I am coercing this situation. Stad Guy is going to come on the pod, um, we hope. Mark uh, our words. Mark our words. We got we got this in the bag, yes. baby. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, Stad Guy is always talking shit on Hublot. Which it's funny for me coming into the watch world as a newcomer because I don't have any preconceived notions of any watch brands besides Rolex, which is like, oh, yeah, that's the luxury watch brand to have. A lot of people have it. Um, but everything else, I don't know anything about. <laughs> so I'm just making my own judgments based on my own instinct and then things I pick up, you know, through the ether. But I got invited on this Hublot trip not knowing much about the brand. And it was so fancy from start to finish. I was like, oh my God, first class, everything. It was at the Little Nell in Aspen, which everybody was like, oh my God, the Little Nell. Um, It's a beautiful hotel. It was just the best. It was such a good trip. And they took care of every single detail. And I was just like, fucking love Ublo. <laughs> there she goes again with that F-bomb. But it's warranted here because it was just so fantastic and set the bar really high for press trips. But we were both on a press trip recently, which I will say Ooh. set the bar maybe even higher. Ooh, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> we were not in France. Though. We were in España. Si. Si. Chica, so um, vamos, vamos a la playa. <laughs> Sorry, people are never gonna listen to this again. So um, we went um on a trip with Omega. Omega. Do you know what? A lot of people call it Omega, and it I just know. throws me because what is it? I don't know. Omega, I Omega, let a girl know. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, someone let me know, please. Omega. Anyway, they took us to Madrid. Mm-hmm. and uh wow what, what a, trip. a trip what a trip <laughs> can i just say another extremely good looking man in the watch space mm. the ceo of omega mm-hmm. listen he is really quite good looking yeah um i think he'd laugh if he heard me say that yeah he's just a really really nice gentlemanly Mm -hmm. very well dressed i feel like he's always wearing brunello cuccinelli Mm -hmm. suave man very understated Mm -hmm. chic very european so euro and just is such a laugh like Mm -hmm. i love that he just likes to have a laugh yeah he loves a laugh and 
we can just get down with Reynald. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly can. And we did. And we did at the Omega Her Time exhibit in Madrid. Hashtag Her Time. Hashtag Her Time. Why don't you tell our listeners, Brittany, about the event? In the morning, there was a gorgeous exhibit, and it was like a museum-grade exhibit of all of the archival Omega Ladies watch dating back to like the 1800s, and it was complete with visuals and advertisements. It was really thoughtful and well done, and I love seeing those vintage pieces. Yeah, actually, it was exceptionally well curated. There and was it, a beautiful soundscape. Oh, it was remember? amazing. <laughs> I, it was like walking into a dream, yeah. and I'm trying to remember the name of the heritage director. Director Omega because he's such an amazing guy. I mean, he killed it with this exhibit. Yeah, he really did kill it because honestly, I I don't think I've ever seen an exhibit of ladies' watches like that. No, have you? I have not. And I mean, I feel like it's oftentimes rare to just see any vintage pieces presented like that from a watch brand, ladies or man. Unless you're at the museum. Yeah. So like Omega has a museum in Bienne. In Switzerland, Bien. but they this this is a traveling exhibit, yeah, which is so cool. I think it's going to Shanghai, yeah, next somewhere glam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they had these all these archival watches, and I guess the sad thing about podcasts is that we can't show you images. I but, know, but we can talk about. We can them. make a little Raya slideshow <laughs> um, with our own soundscape. Yeah. No, it was so nice. And oh, I just wish that we could see more re-releases of some of those watches. Like, remember the tennis racket one? Oh, my God. The DeVille tennis. Was oh, it a DeVille tennis? Yeah, it was a DeVille. It was so cool. They'd shaped the uh, face and the case and like into a tennis racket that kind of like slimmed down into the bracelet it was just really cool complete with diamonds shine bright like a diamond (laughs) it was iconic everybody would go nuts for that right now because everybody's into tennis all of a sudden mate have you noticed yeah because as someone who grew up playing hitting whacking the bird (laughs) (laughs) i grew up in london and i spent age 13 plus in wimbledon like Mm. i grew up in wimbledon chic thanks mum. Uh, I never let her live that one down. Mm. Um, as my grandmother calls it, the suburbs. Ooh. But uh, Wimbledon is home of tennis, mm-hmm. the grass court. Ever heard of it? Yeah. And uh, it's funny now that everyone sort of claims some sort of ex- extensive tennis knowledge. I mean, it's getting to be a little out of hand. But tennis to me, if I think watches, obviously I think Rolex. Yeah. Federer, Federer and a Rolex. We're getting the green signage everywhere. I mean, who else? Well, I think about um, my queen, Anna Kornikova. Oh, what a queen. She was an Omega ambassador. Oh my God, I've forgotten about her. She was amazing. That's where I even learned about the constellation. She was wearing like an all square version of it. And I was like, oh my God. Where is she now? I don't know. She's still married to... Was it Enrique Iglesias? Yeah, Enrique. Oh, she's so hot. There are so many good pictures of her in her, like, signing (laughs) her consolation ad. Wow. I need to go and look through this. Yeah, I'll post it on Dime Piece. At Dime Piece. Which I already have. I've always posted one where there's, like, a, a quote, and it's her whacking a tennis ball, and it was, like, 
It's like my cigarette smoking has nothing to do with my tennis. <laughs> wow, that's strong. Um, yeah, I think tennis for me, though, is truly Federer and the Rolex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who have we got now doing tennis? Naomi Osaka? Yeah, she's Tag Hoyer. Shout out to Tag Hoyer. Shout out Tete. Um, <laughs> I think, anyway, how did we get onto uh, the DeVille tennis? Sorry, yeah. that was a real... Wow, tangent. <laughs> so this is how podcasts happen. Well, you guys were with us every step of the way, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and now I'm going to make sure I enunciate and speak very slowly. People who live in glass houses do not throw stones. <laughs> um, wait, so, okay. The Omega exhibit, Stonen. 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 Absolutely Stonen. But even more Stonen. What? Was. Oh my God. Why don't you tell them? <laughs> well, no, we, I, <laughs> okay. So you get, you go to the museum exhibit. It's very schmancy. Educational. Educational. We're wearing business casual. We're wearing business casual. I'm wearing Gucci loafers. Yes. Brenna's wearing, what were you wearing? Something gorgeous. Chico's. A friend of the pod, JJ Owens. <laughs> yes. Was no doubt glam in her. Chanel. Always, always a beautiful lady, JJ. Mm -hmm. And we went, I don't know what happened, afternoon activity, some I questions. Mean, we laid by the pool. <laughs> okay, I was trying to act professional, but sometimes in these trips you get a little downtime. What's called in the industry is downtime. Free time. Free time. Free time. It is like a field trip though, because they're like, Meet in the lobby at 8.30 a.m. Oh, my God. It is very meet in the lobby at 8.30 a.m. And <laughs> you need the free time because, by the way, you just traversed the globe for yeah. three days. Passport stamped. Passport stamped. And you <laughs> you maybe need a little free time at the pool. Yeah. So minus the free time at the pool at the Edition Hotel Madrid. Mm -hmm. Which was like a month old. Oh, yeah, it was a new hotel. That place is going to be so trashed in five years because everything's white. Everything's white and fluffy. And furry. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. Kind of like the Pomeranian you're babysitting right now. I'm babysitting my friend Ava's Pomeranian. He's called Slater. Slater? He's called Slayer. Oh. He's called Slayer. I'm sorry, Slayer, baby like Slayer. The, like the hardcore band? Yeah, he's really, really cute. Um, anywho. Anywho. Back on the tangent. <laughs> guess no one serious is going to listen to this. This. Well, unless Reynolds listening to hear that we think he's good looking. Shout out to Reynolds. <laughs> so we're at the pool, but that's a brief, brief respite in the day because yes. then we headed down to look at some new releases, mm -hmm, the novelties, the novelties, and let's let's hone in on the novelties, Brinny. What do we think? Well, you know, I will say that it's really it's a hard act to follow after seeing all those incredible vintage pieces. I know that's what I thought. I thought that it was kind of a, no matter how they kind of fed it to us, mm -hmm. I think, you know, these brands are fully aware, by the way, that everybody likes the vintage and wants are the vintage. They, yes, they are. I think they're fully aware. And I've been thinking about this in such depth. Yeah. Because here's the thing I think who was it? Was it Reynold that said this? He was like, we could remake a vintage watch, yeah. but then everybody would just say it wasn't good as it wasn't as good as the original. Okay, and I think I, I don't know. I don't think that's true, Reynaud. Reynold. Reynold. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think that's true. Is it not? Well, because 
if you look at Piaget, for example, we yeah. both love the polo. The vintage polo, though. I love it. I was at a party the other night, yeah. and somebody was like, what watches do you love? And I'm like, well, there's a really cool one, the, the Piaget polo. It's yeah. a gorgeous gold watch. And she Googled it right in front of me, and up comes the newbie. The new one. What? I'm uh, like, no, 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 not that one, not that one. Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, I don't want you to think I'm nuts. Yeah. But, but I'm like, why couldn't they reissue? Because I actually... I'm selling a polo with Foundwell. No one's bought it yet. Yeah. I'm surprised that no one's bought that. But it's also, you know, it's from the 70s. It's an integrated bracelet. And I feel like those are, um, like, I would love to see a re- reissue of the old one because I bet just like how the Cartier Panther was reissued. Mm. It's not cosmetic uh, updates. It's more just how it works. Yeah. You know, better movement, better bracelet. The thing about the Piaget Polo sport is that it was never really a good watch. Yeah. It was always kind of like... It, it was like, a, I think it's a quartz, isn't it? It is a quartz. It's just like, who cares about the watch at that point? Or yeah. like the mechanism. I mean, that thing is just a big old hunk of gold. It sure is. But if they reissued it with a good movement and a better bracelet that like was more uh, flexible and durable, like I think that would kill. I mean, it would 100% kill. I mean, I don't know why I even came up with that excuse because I don't work for a brand. But um, I don't know. I like to see both sides. No, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. And by the way, I only the only new watch I own is that mad mad one yeah all the rest are vintage all the rest are vintage as well you own that car well cartier is in its own league i think because they know what's good for them yeah although they do be releasing some crazy new ones and i'm like why did you have to make the santos like the size of a index card yeah i well listen that i sort of understand because it's like you got to cater to all the markets and i think what happens in this little new york bubble yeah. Is you start to think that everybody has the same taste as you. Well, that's why I was surprised when you were like, the brands know we want vintage. Cause I'm like, who wants vintage? No, no. I think, I think they know like people like you and I, but we're like, not even, but we're <laughs> I'm not like none of my broke friends are buying. No, that, okay. <laughs> let's say my friends who work in fashion, for instance, my friends are down to shop. Yeah. Let me tell you, <clears throat> they be out here shopping. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know for a fact that they all all the watches that any of my friends buy are Cartier Tank mm-hmm. or a Panther mm-hmm. or what whatever Rolex is right. hot. I mean, I think the girls specifically. I think it is actually a gendered thing. I hate to say it, but really? I think the girls like the vintage. Yeah, yeah. The the boys, it's different because uh-huh. they can flex on that like new rolex yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i think that the brands know that we like vintage when i say we i mean a very small small slice but then you could also argue that that small slice is like pushing the direction in which like fashion trends come from so it's essentially blue it's cerulean exactly i set that up for you Mm -hmm. uh so i guess when I look at it, I just think, okay, well, they're obviously thinking mass market. Yeah. How can we sell the most? Who mm-hmm. are we selling to? Who's buying the most? Yeah. It's not us. No. Right? I mean, definitely not buying new mm-hmm. also. Yeah. I mean, I would buy new sometimes maybe. Mm-hmm. I know. Right? But like, 
I liked that Omega constellation. So Omega gave us um, watches to wear during the trip. Um, both you and I were wearing gold constellations, right? Mm, yeah, we were both wearing. I think they were pretty much identical, but yours had diamonds on I, the bezel. Mine had a little ice, and JJ was wearing the moonshine gold Omega Speedmaster green dial. Yeah, but it's like I don't think I would buy that Omega constellation new. No. All right. We love Omega. I love Omega. Honestly, some of, you know, some of the vintage styles, like truly drop dead gorge. Yeah. Was blown away actually by that exhibit. But I have to say the constellation, and I'm just going to be totally upfront here in yellow gold. I don't even know how many carats it was. Was it 18? Yes. It was really yellow. Really yellow. Like, and you know me, I love yellow. She loves yellow. I'm not trying to say or cultivate a yellow gold aesthetic because I already have one. Mm-hmm. But I <laughs> think that as someone who loves yellow gold, to find something too yellow <laughs> is really saying I something. I mean, it's got to be really, it's got to be a really strong shade, which it was. I thought it was cool. I honestly gravitated towards it. It was, I think my first choice, honestly, was a speedy, a yeah. yellow gold speedy, but they didn't yeah. have masses of them to to, to hand JJ out. JJ got that watch. Listen, JJ deserved that watch. Yeah. It is her watch. I feel like she should own that watch. Um, So we got the Constellations. It wasn't my first choice, but I was like, you know what? I'll take this. It's a, you know, mechanical watch. It was pretty heavy. It was really heavy. Uh, mine had diamonds on the hour markers. I think yours had bezel. Yeah, diamond bezel. Uh, I just, I don't know. There was something about the color of the gold. Yeah. Do you think that that would age over time into like a more mild shade? That was my next point. Maybe it's because it was brand new. Yeah. Because, I mean, the gold on our little baby date dress, yeah. it's like, it's clearly an older watch. Like, it's not, like, so shiny and yellow. No. But, you know what? I feel like we don't have any reference point because we never see new gold watches. Well, you say this, but remember three on three for Hodinki? Um, remember the Santos? The Santos. And, you know, I know that you're not a fan of the new Santos. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. I really like that Santos. The one you wore. The one I wore. The medium uh, Santos de Cartier. Yeah. Is that the same one that um, Adrian Brody wore or was he bigger? I think he wore the large size. And honestly, I don't know. I just think it was really cool. Yeah. And I'm not normally into new watches. Yeah. But it had such a 70s feel to it. Maybe it's because I'm a woman and it looked... I don't know, like quite graphic on mm-hmm, my wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's, and that was a brand new yellow gold watch. And that yellow was. It was a good yellow. Chicity chic chic. Yeah. Yeah. Chicissima. What about the 222 Vachon Constantin? Another yellow gold watch. Mind you, I haven't walked around with that watch on. Like I saw it for 30 minutes at Watches and Wonders. If that. If that. Because it's like speed dating there. I know. Should we talk about it? I mean, we haven't even finished talking about the Omega Press trip. Uh-huh. Well, let's just say really quickly that it was the main event was at a 
castle in the middle of the city. They just dropped us off in these vans and it was like a stunning oasis, this huge mansion. Oh my God, it was incredible. It was a, it was a dream. It was a, a, a total dream world palace full of like you know how when you go to these european palaces or like in, you know <laughs> you know yeah, you know when you go to european palaces or like uh you sort of go into these huge mansions and european cities and it's like the crazy statues yeah. everywhere and the little the, gravel pathway and the super luxurious wallpaper mm. and like mm. just little stone busts in every corner of the room yeah it's it was giving and that's just the interior which we weren't really allowed to, oh, <laughs> to <I> linger <laughs> we weren't i kept trying to snap pics and i kept getting told off um <laughs> like we'd never seen anything nice yeah. before yeah we were like the riffraff that just pulled in because we were the Speak only... Speak for yourself, love. <clears throat> well, I relate to riffraff because I'm coming from the US and it's all these fancy European journalists. But you've got the UK thing. I got the UK thing, also kind of the Frenchy thing. Yeah, the Ibiza. And my mom lives in Ibiza. <laughs> I'm like a hick from the... the no, US. you're not. <laughs> you're not a hick. You're my no, hick. But I have I don't think I've ever been to a European palace like that and that was incredible. It was like the Roman Roy what's the dad's name in the succession? Oh, I didn't watch Succession. Sorry. Well, anyway, it was like a play it was like a scene from Succession and it was it was just incredible and totally dreamy and yeah. I just realized how desensitized I really am. I was on my Instagram the other day and the PR rep at Gucci posted this story that said, name that villa. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, we're all, we're, we're all these press members. She was obviously making fun of herself. And I just thought, wow. wow. Yeah, here we are. It's giving fall of Rome. It is, isn't it? And, yeah. and it's also like, we're definitely not earning the salaries <laughs> well that's the big gag that is the big gag we, we got the sky miles but where's are we, how are we paying the rent i don't even it know it's one of those things where it's like you're living this luxury lifestyle but it could all be taken away from you at any moment yeah. now say one bad thing about the yellow gold constellation and you're out <laughs> i'll be the zen um no but in all seriousness omega knows how to throw a party yeah that was lit it <laughs> was <laughs> gracias omega Ay, gracias there was beautiful <laughs> food Jamon. and like floating lily pond with flames in it. <laughs> it was so extra and it was star studded although i was the only one who knew <laughs> that one of the guys was in that show elite which is like this elite elite it's like spanish gossip girl which i'm randomly obsessed with and i totally found out over one of the guests she's getting pictures of people's watches Selfies. at the party because yeah. you gotta get those snaps um you know the vibes but yeah honestly one of my favorite trips and i really just had such a good time mm -hmm. um learning about all those archival pieces and trying on the new novelties and i think they're doing such a good job with all their new female ambassadors and you know we got to be here for the brands repping the ladies yeah and you got to start somewhere listen it's not perfect yeah but nobody's perfect you know i was walking on lafayette street and i saw them you know the painted um 
billboards where they literally paint. Yeah. They were doing Zoe Kravitz <laughs> wearing the wrap around. <laughs> Watch. And I was just like, they hadn't, I should have taken a picture, but they hadn't yet painted in the wrap around wash. And I was like, I wish I could uh, <laughs> contribute to the styling. <laughs> I nearly just called it the Cape Cod. It is. It's a Cape Cod. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, love seeing ladies on the forefront. Obviously, I'm obsessed with Zoe Kravitz. Who isn't? She's literally a 10. Yeah, she's she's a... She's a... She's a under top cat song. Six, seven, six, eight, nine. Dix. Bravo. She's a 10. She's yeah. a dix. Oh, wait. Um... <laughs> But I was like, oh, God, they're going to put her in that wraparound watch. Would she ever wear that in real life? Listen, a check's a check. Uh, a check is a check. And I mean, I have a whole slew of thoughts on brand ambassadors, which is you can read if you subscribe to Hodinkee magazine because it's not online. I absolutely loved your article. Oh, about you read it. I did finally oh, read did you? it. I, love. I, I read it. <laughs> and I think we should definitely do an episode about brand ambassadors. Yeah, we should. Um. Because and we should get Ryan Gosling on the pod. <laughs> yeah, if anybody has any suggestions, I'm thinking a full all-star lineup. Yeah. Let's just get, let's get Kaya on. Let's get Kaya, Kaya on. Kaya Gerber, and Ryan Mama. Gosling, and Cindy, yeah. Cindy Crawford. OG. OG, I, I have to say, the Cindy Crawford Omega ads from back in the day. Oh my God. Iconic. L- like, so cool. Yeah. But I do wonder, is they, in 20 years, are they going to look back at these ads and think these were iconic? That's the thing. You just don't know. Hindsight 2020. I know. I know. You know, things look better with age. They do, just like a watch. Exactly. Exactly. So it's hard to tell. But listen, I really respect Omega's initiative. Yeah. That Her Time exhibit was fab. They're sort of killing it, Omega, right now. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Moonswatch. Moonswatch. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the biggest news this year. I think that was like, that That was the the number one article on our site at heistnabiety.com. Which isn't even like a hodinky or like a no, watch no, trade. You don't understand. That is really crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, people don't, that is a big deal. Well, that just indicates to me that watches are becoming more and more of a thing. And I think part of the appeal of the moon swatch was obviously the accessibility of it, even though it, <laughs> even though people were like getting in fights outside of all the global swatch stores. Yeah. But it's like to see a high end watchmaker collab with a more down to earth Swiss watch brand. But I think part of the hype was people were like, Oh, I need to get my hands on one of those. Cause I could sell it. Well, it's a good sort of little reflection of where we're at societally. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, why are we interested in this? I think it's a, by default, it's a very cool collaboration. But I think part of it was due to the fact that people saw dollar signs. Yeah. Ka-ching. Yeah. Well, I thought it was pretty cool. No, I mean, for sure. Like, coming from like a insular, like, I'm wondering why we think it's cool. We saw it and we love watches. And so we thought it was cool. But to like a high snob like why was it the number one performing article because it was a collaboration but we see collabs every day and it was a luxury product made accessible yeah and because people just love to see people fighting in stores but i i think it's truly because 
when when you do that, it's kind of like all those H and M collaborations that was such a big deal back in the day. I love the, remember the Target ones? No, because I'm not American. Oh, I, I mean, I it was like Target x betsy johnson and i was like oh, i need that dress totally and even if it was a shitty dress you bought it because it was like buying into a little piece of the betsy johnson lifestyle and that's the same thing here but what's so cool about this is they've taken the dna of a very well-known watch and put it on something that is accessible to all and yes it may not be a mechanical watch mm -hmm. Uh, and it may just be like the quartz plastic version, but I still think it's pretty cool. Yeah, we love it. I'd love to see more of that. Because every, I mean, all the other fashion brands, I feel like we see a collab every single I'm day. I'm so bored of the fashion Adidas collabs. and Gucci. I don't care. Palace and Calvin Klein. Don't care. I'm so over it. But I love how trends in the fashion industry spill over into the watch world. And the watch world does it like a little bit later. Well, what I thought was interesting is because I went to that moon swatch launch. Yeah. Okay. I didn't get the invite. Sorry, babes. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting. There were very few of us there. Very few watch people. Watch press. There were six of us, actually. I think it was, yeah, me. It was like... High snob, hype beast, GQ. Like mm -hmm. it was very lifestyle yeah. oriented. It wasn't so watch tradey. And so they obviously knew. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they did that by accident. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But who knew that it would be such mass hysteria? I mean, oh, it was insane seeing those videos. It uh, was. It was. I think we're going to wrap it up, right? But I think we have to wrap it up. Well, I think you've got, have we, didn't we have a, well, I mean, it's hard because we have so many things we want to talk about. Like if we want to talk about Aisha Curry's watch. Yeah. I think you should talk about it. Okay. Well, on Dime Piece, I will post newsy things like who's wearing what any given week. So like we love Jay-Z wearing the vintage paddock Nautilus, right, Malika? Oh, my God. I mean, Jay-Z is the OG celeb watch god. He's been name dropping Audemars Piguet for like yes. longer than we've been alive. Yeah, not quite, but almost. <laughs> I'm 21. <laughs> you know, yes, please. Exactly. Longer than we've been alive. <laughs> He's the first person I've ever heard Audemars Piguet from. I didn't even know where I heard Audemars Piguet. Maybe it was Jay-Z. Because I just remember like hearing that phrase and I was like, what is that? But I never bothered to look it up. Yeah. And he was wearing a very nice Nautilus. Mm. 3,800? 3,800. Yellow gold. 37 millimeters, a little bit of ice. Mm, a, a nice ice on yeah. that bracelet too. And he wore it first to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. which feels like a decade ago. Mm -hmm. It's obviously a big moment in my life as an American is the Super Bowl. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to tell everybody here now that Bryn will be covering sports if they are, yeah. if they are U.S. specific. Sports. Uh. Yeah, because I don't know anything about the Super Bowl. I don't know anything about basketball. Yeah, I had to tell Malika who Steph Curry was. Yeah, so ago. that's a bit embarrassing. But it's okay because it? I don't know shit about Arsenal law. <laughs> Chelsea, Manchester. The okay, well, that's a different thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, Jay-Z was wearing this fab watch and he also was re-spotted wearing it 
not just at the Super Bowl a couple months ago, but courtside at one of the championship games. Mm -hmm. And then there was the championship game, which was last week. And Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors took the trophy. Steph Curry got the MVP award. And I was watching it because my boyfriend and his friend were watching it. I was not watching it on my own. Um, Not that big of a sports head, but... All I could concentrate on were the watches in the crowd, obviously. And Aisha Curry was giving Steph Curry a huge hug. And on her wrist was this massive watch. What was it? Well, I was trying to figure it out in real time. I was just like, what is that watch? What is that watch? It's like, it just looks so strange to me. And it looked really thick. And I was like, I think it's a Rolex judging by the bracelet. But there's something going on. I was like, is there even a bezel? Like it looked hollow almost. It's giving tin can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what is it? Well, I posted it on Instagram. Actually, no, I got a text from Eric Wind and, and books on time. And they were like, did you see Aisha Curry's watch? And I was like, yeah, I was trying to figure out what it was. It's like a 44 millimeter watch Huge. and it's a sea dweller. It's a Rolex. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you right now what it's called because I keep thinking Seamaster. It's a sea dweller. Sea dweller. And it's a deep sea version of the sea dweller, which I, to be quite honest, don't even know really what that means. I For think. when you go deep sea yeah. fishing. And you said it was kind of like the ultra deep. Oh, it's giving Omega, what is it? The Planet Ocean Ultra Deep. Yeah. The world's biggest, (laughs) thickest watch. It's so big and thick and it's on her wrist, which is a lady's wrist. So it's obviously, it seems even bigger than it is. It's not very well proportioned. There's a bezel situation going on. Is the bezel missing? Well, I asked that in the comments. I was like, where's the bezel? What's the deal? And I was getting a lot of different comments, including, I don't know if I could call him my friend, but Eric Koo, he's like a watch celebrity. And he was like, the the ceramic bezel insert is missing, mm. which I was like, okay. And a lot of people said that, but then... um. Other people were saying that it's a ghost bezel, mm. meaning it's been mean, yeah. so faded that you can't even see the numbers anymore or the color, really. It's just like a faded bezel, um, which you see a lot in vintage watches. But we were collectively all surmising like, okay, maybe this is Steph Curry's watch. He used to wear a sea dweller. Mm. But I don't think that watch is even vintage or very old. So how is it already a ghost bezel, which occurs over like 30 years of a watch's well, lifespan? Unless they're like really hanging out at the ocean. Yeah. And like, they're like in Tulum every single day of their lives. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a ghost bezel or if that's just one of those things that she's wearing it for good luck because it's like a good luck charm even though it's busted i I don't know what the deal is there we need a close-up we need to know aisha please come on the pod we want to talk to you because she also wears a steel panther oh cute like she wears watches um so can we just can someone either a send us a close up or yeah. B put us in touch with her direct. Yes. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Those are the options. Okay, great. Um well, thanks for the watch news. Yeah, that's the watch news. What happened this week in watches? Um I think what we can do I mean, you guys are still we still have our 
training wheels on pod was. I know. Can we just, can we actually just give that disclaimer and yeah. let everybody know that mm-hmm. this is baby's first pod. Baby's first pod. And we're still figuring it out. Yep. And we will be cleaning this up. <laughs> And please bear with us. I thought we did a pretty good job, not gonna lie. Yeah, you know what? We're killing it. <laughs> killing time. Killing time. Oh, <laughs> thanks Bye. for tuning in.